Can you build muscle as a natural athlete? What's up guys, it's your brother from Another Mother, Coach Cam is one. So before we begin, please support our channel by liking and sharing it with your friends and your neighbors and your cousin. Welcome to our 12th episode of Cam is One podcast channel. In our channel, we bring in credible, successful individual in their respective field. So, back to the question. Can we build muscle naturally? Our guest, Sims, will share his experience at the same time give you his honest advice to you all. First thing first, Sims, welcome to my podcast. Thank you very much, Cam. And um, many people, even I was one of them before I became an athlete, assume that you cannot build muscle as a natural athlete. Mm -hmm. Is it true? It's not true. Uh, coming from me right now, it's not true. But if we trace it back to my young age, mm -hmm. I always believe there is some way you can build muscle naturally mm -hmm. to a point. Mm -hmm. There must be a limit, right? A human uh, natural limit to how much you can build. That's what I always believe. And uh, now that I got into natural bodybuilding, mm -hmm. competing as an athlete, uh, well, the, you definitely can. You definitely can, yeah. 100% agree on that. Right. Now, before we touch on the uh, competitive <clears throat> athlete, um, how do you expose yourself into natural competitive bodybuilding? Mm -hmm. Share with the audience. Okay. This is a, a very interesting... I have, an, I have a very interesting story to it. Um, unlike many of my friends uh, that are athletes, Maybe they are amateur. Maybe they are pro. Mm. They they started out wanting to look very good. Maybe or maybe they are inspired by the bodybuilders back then, mm -hmm. um, Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever mm. that uh, drives them into the going to the gym. Mm. For me, I never um, inspired by big people. Oh. I wanted to look good. Okay. At first, I started when I was. 14, mm -hmm. so form two in school. Um, I wanted to look good, mm -hmm. but I know I don't want to get that big. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to use any drugs at all. So when I first um, started, I was just home training, like a lot of people, home training. I have a pair of dumbbells up to 10 kilos each. And then moving to university, I signed up my first gym in Shala. Right. Uh, Stadium Shala. Okay. There's a very old gym in there. And then I started training. I see a very calisthenic guy and also a very big, big dude, mm -hmm. Abang. They both claim natural. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt any of um, any one of them. And then they shared their experience, uh, how to train properly, how to diet properly. And then I go from there. And, and then my university years took an interesting turn. Mm -hmm. I was doing a diploma in education in Charlotte. And then I moved to sports science. Okay. And I always... Well, I'm curious about... Okay. Why did you jump to sports science? Okay. So when I was... Before I chose education, uh -huh. education was my second choice. Okay. I always wanted to go into exercise and sports. And because of the lack of... Um, opportunities or maybe I couldn't see the opportunities at that time I decided to go with my second option education mm -hmm. and so growing up I was 
always an active kid playing basketball, badminton, taekwondo, a little bit here and there. So, which is why I wanted to do sports okay. or exercise. Makes sense. So after doing the, my diploma mm. for almost three years, I decided I don't want to continue this because I don't see my passion in it. Mm. I will, I'm just going to grow up into an adult with boring life and I hate myself. Describe boring life in your mind at that time. So boring life is waking up, no energy, going to work, waiting to get off work, go home, and do something you like. Ouch. <laughs> Did you, anything happen to you? No, I mean like when you say that, it's so relatable with everyone. Yeah. So, I mean, a message to everyone is that if you have the chance, make that change. I mean, you don't have to make it now. Um, I started the, my diploma. Mm -hmm. Halfway through, I regret it already. But then I bite my teeth, I finished it, and then I make the change or else I'm going to regret even more. So the best time is now or sometime in future soon, right? Okay. So after I make that change of heart, but my plan was always going abroad to studies with my, uh, after talking to my parents. And then they said, it's up to you what you want to study, but you're going abroad. If you want to go abroad, you're going abroad anyways. So I'm like, if I'm going abroad, I might as well do something I like instead of something I don't like and spend more money there. So I changed. I go into uh, sport and exercise sciences uh, in the University of Birmingham. So may I ask why? Why UK? Um, basically, we go by the ranking of university and also the that time there was already a lot of uh, reason why I ask mm -hmm. I pursue my fitness and personal training in Australia. Okay. So the first thing that popped up in my mind was US, mm -hmm. followed by UK, then Australia. Australia. And yeah. I chose Australia because my high school friends, mm -hmm. majority of them are there. Hence why I went to Aussie. Mm -hmm. For your case, it was just because of their ranking. It's a little bit of mixture of everything. I, I had some friends at that time mm -hmm. going to the Aussie, going mm -hmm. to Aussie, but uh, Aussie is Australia. Um, but I kind of don't like if I go abroad and I still stay, stay in the same circle, the same social circle. So, uh, when I went over to the UK, the reason why I chose UK is that US at that time seemed not too safe mm -hmm. with the mass shooting, uh, news all over. And I think US and Australia, probably you, you got, you got to spend a little bit more just to be very picky about it. Mm. Uh, US, you spend more in your in your life, your life expenses. And the Australia is that the student's tuition fee is slightly higher, just slightly. So I was like, I'm going there alone. I don't know anyone. I'm just going to make new, new friends over there. That's why I chose okay. uh, the UK. And also the ranking. Uh, the top 10 uh, university that has uh, good... Uh, tuition, good education in sports or exercise, exercise sciences is, I think five out of top 10 is from the UK, mm. University of Bath, University of Exeter, uh, Birmingham, and, and a few more. Yeah. That's why I go over there and I started training more, uh, more having a better structure to my training. Mm -hmm. So that time I was, I had like four years training in, under my belt okay. in the gym. 
not very consistent, not very, I don't have any wow results. And then uh, in the UK, the the environment, the atmosphere, it's almost every, every one of your friends go to the gym, almost. Right. Not to say that they are huge or very strong, but at least they are going. Lifestyle. Lifestyle, exactly. In Malaysia, most of your friends, I think I'm the only one in the bunch. Right. Right? You yeah. feel the same? So uh, that kind of gives you a little bit more fuel to keep going, you know? And then um, and then it was my... I, I was there for three years. Okay. The first year, I was really small. Um, I never thought about competing at all. Mm. And then the second year, I'm like, kind of want to do this okay even though it's not the reason why i started but after going for a while i i see the appeal it it kind of drives me into it already and i'm like if i don't do it this year in my second year of study my third year i couldn't do it because it's going to be very busy academically so i just decided january i think january 2018 i started my prep Okay, I was I placed almost last in, I I competed twice that year. Right, both competition almost last place. So you prep yourself. I had a coach. Okay. I had a coach. Uh, I'm coach. I was coached by uh 3DMJ. Oh, okay. 3D Muscle yeah. Journey. I competed last year again. Also coached by 3DMJ. Just different coaches. Right. And yeah, it was quite a successful prep. Mm. But yeah, I placed last because. I was way too small. Yeah. yeah, so that's how I got into it. Mm. So throughout the journey, I never have the appeal of, I want to look like C-Bomb. I think C-Bomb is like the biggest name now. Mm. Almost everyone I see, I want to be like C-Bomb. Mm. Or uh, I have very young clients. I'm a trainer. Mm. I want to be like C-Bomb. Uh, when I'm 25, 26, I want to be like C-Bomb. So I wasn't driven by any physique of that sort which is why I stayed in my lane and also the, uh, what do you call it? The side effects of using PEDs. Right, right. That's, which is why I never. Okay. I wouldn't even consider it in future. Okay, share your journey when you are in UK hmm? competing. The prep, the struggle, people want to know that part because here in Malaysia, people assume if you're a student, it's impossible for you to prep for a comp. Mm. Or it's almost impossible for you to diet. Mm. So share your journey as a student, mm -hmm. prepping for a show. Because I have my own experience. Okay. And I did very well, Alhamdulillah, mm -hmm. uh, because I strategized my time very well. Mm. So how about you in UK? Okay. Um, I think a lot of people, I think first we have to go about the how you prep. Mm. Uh, the way I prep all the way, 3MJ, uh, the, the concept of my coaches is that uh, you need to have some form of flexibility in both your diet and also your training. Mm. So my training, it was uh, five days a week. It doesn't have to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday and Saturday. Mm. You can play around with the time depending on your recovery mm. if you're still sore. Mm. Same thing goes with diet. Uh, you count your calories, you count your macros. Mm. There's not a certain type of food that you have to eat mm. or a certain type of food that you cannot eat at all. Right. So during the prep, I still ate ramen, uh, Japanese ramen. I still ate burgers if the calories add up correctly. Mm. Although you can have it, 
I don't recommend having it too often. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so having that flexibility and at the same time, like you said, planning your time properly. Mm. And um, like I said, I was doing it in my second year. It was busy, but not as busy as my final year. Mm. If it's final year, I probably wouldn't have done it. If I did, which I can tell uh, from my friend's experience and I don't think you're going to have a very comfortable prep. Right. Prep, you have to suffer, but you don't have to suffer that much. Mm. Yeah, so uh, planning your time properly. And at, th- at that time, I was doing part-time in Subway. Okay. So Subway, they allowed their employees to have their own food, uh, like uh, Subway food. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of con- slightly more convenient that right. you have more salad, more lettuce available to you. So uh, one of my meals was taken care of already. Nice. So less planning on my end. Okay, I'm going to add on on that part, yeah? The part where he mentioned flexibility. Mm-hmm. I understand mm-hmm. 3DMJ, one of the approaches is IIFYM. Mm-hmm. So for those who don't know, IFYM is if it fits your macros. Mm-hmm. means you, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah? Correct okay. me if I'm wrong. Good. 80%, 70% of your food consists whole food. The remaining, you can be flexible a bit. Is it true? I think that's true. It's, um, I'm not sure if they, they always go by flexible dieting. Not sure if they ever mention IFYM, but okay. what you just um, explained mm. is absolutely correct. 80% uh, whole foods, yeah. 20% fun foods. Fun foods. Any food you like, and if it flex, uh, fits into your macros, you yeah. could. Yeah. Um, why I want to touch on this part also, there are people out there say that it's impossible for you to prepare by eating donuts. It's impossible for you to prepare by eating chocolates. I love donuts. <laughs> I still had it during my prep. Prep. Okay. Yeah. One of my experience, uh, this was before I went to Aussie, was Mr. KL. One of my best physique was eating 24 donuts before my show. They call it shit loading. They call it shit loading. Okay. It's not advisable because it doesn't work uh, the year after when I went to Aussie. Okay. I was lucky enough because my body fat was extremely low. So when I shit load with it, my body just transformed, the vein just popped out, out of nowhere. I just lost three kilos within 12 hours, naturally. Wow. Yeah, so and at that moment, I was like, okay, something that I don't know, mm-hmm. what is it I don't know? So when I went to Aussie, I started to learn. So I started to learn about this IFYM that you can still have this kind of food, the fun food, but I was lucky enough, 24 donut works for me. Yeah, <laughs> lucky enough because it only work once. But anyway, yeah, okay. Thank you for sharing. Very lucky though, 24 donuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sharing on uh, that part. As a student, part-time, uh, you still manage your food mm-hmm. and you know how to strategize when you want to compete, mm-hmm. when not busy. Okay. Now, the next question. I as- understand that you are the president of the uh, WMBF Malaysia and also owns a restaurant, am I right? Yes, correct. Right. Can you share with us regards to um, the WMBF and also your nature of business? Okay. Um, I think I would like to touch on the my restaurant business first. Sure. Um, I both of them kind of started around the same time. Okay. So the prepping of um, getting WMBF Malaysia in, and then the prepping of opening a food restaurant, healthy food chain, mm-hmm. a restaurant. They started both around October last year. Okay. Which is, I was prepping last year. That was mm. my last show, mm. and but then uh, I, I am able to cope with both because I have partners. Okay. So with WMB Malaysia, I have a partner, 
Uh, his name is Edward. Mm. He is a WNBA pro in bodybuilding. He turned pro last year, October. Nice. And for my food business, uh, it's a healthy food restaurant. We started it because we want more healthy food option available. Okay. And usually it's more expensive. We try to keep the price lower as best as we could. And it's still more expensive than normal casual food, but within the range of healthy food, trying to keep it very reasonable. Mm. And with that, I have my partners are my parents. I see. So okay. uh, just a quick backstory about it is that I competed in 2018, right? Okay. Uh -huh. After I competed, both my parents got uh, interested into working out. Previously, I tried convincing, convincing, didn't work. After I competed, they're like, uh, can you like, give us some guidance. Mm. And my dad went from 103 or 105 kilograms mm. down to 77 wow. in four months. Wow. And uh, he, didn't count, he didn't count macros right. because he wasn't good with technologies. He did portion tracking. Mm -hmm. uh, still, he ate outside food. Um, one time me, he loves it. Yeah. And my mom started learning counting macros. Mm. To this day, they're still working out. And nice. they are competing in my show in October. Wow. In, in four weeks, yeah. Oh, I'm assuming this is masters luck. They're both masters. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, your biggest supporter is your parents. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then um, uh, within our family, we had this, they, they both, mainly them, uh, having this habit of prepping healthy food so that uh, the vegetables and all are always available at home instead of just snacks, you know, mm -hmm. chocolate bars. So, and then we had this idea of we can have a restaurant mm -hmm. so that the food that we always prep, we can prep it in restaurant, maybe have even more options. Yeah. And then we have more meat options for more people. Right. So that's how it started. And uh, both my parents are helping out a lot mm -hmm. with, the, with the food business. I'm very certain all business started by them creating for themselves first. Mm -hmm. Even for me, how I started my business is like, hey, uh, if there's someone can help me with training, it'll be awesome. So for him, oh, more food, more veggie. Let's do business. Exactly, exactly. And uh, right now, I would say that my um, the more dominating one for my work life is WMBF. Okay. Because the show is so close. It's less than four weeks out. Mm. And oh, that's a lot to deal with right now. Yeah, uh, sh share with us because people assume to organize a bodybuilding show is just find sponsors, find location, open for registration and ads. Exactly. That is correct uh -huh. if you just want to have, just want to have one competition, okay. right? And my partner and I, my partner, he has a lot of great ideas mm. as of how to have a competition and we both share the same vision. We want to have a truly natural platform for people who are like us. We never touch on anything. Yeah. Everything that we took is whey protein, creatine. Right. Or maybe BCAA. And in order to have that stage to drive in more uh, business opportunities and sponsorships, we want to have a competition that is, not to say glamorous, but we want to, we want to have a competition that is well-rounded, taking care of our athletes, our sponsors, right. our audience, 
So we are doing quite a lot, which is why we are like scratching our heads all the time because um, we had a good venue. We had unexpected uh, amount of people signing up. Oh, nice. We expected 150, right. which are quite a lot already for first time show. Amazing. But we we broke that 150 in four days of oh. registration. Right now we have over 250. May I know where this um, participant from local, international? Okay. Uh, the demographics are, uh, we are roughly around 20 to 22% mm. foreigners. The rest, all locals. Okay, that's yeah. good. And then the foreigners we have from almost all over the world. We have Egypt, uh, wow. UAE, okay. Taiwan, Hong Kong, China, uh, some from the UK, uh, European side. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. Um, what's your aim as a competitive natural athlete and what do you see, where do you see natural bodybuilding show? In Malaysia. In Malaysia. In Malaysia. Um, I, 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 would, I, would draw, um, I would draw inspiration. To answer your question, I would draw inspiration from other countries. Mm. Um, so for, let's say, Taiwan, as of right now, there's only WMBF Taiwan the only natural bodybuilding federation. Mm. And as of right now, for Malaysia, it's the same case. So WMF Taiwan is five, almost six years old. Okay. We are still a baby, mm. but um, learning from our big brothers, Taiwan, WMF UAE, mm. they have awesome shows. So we want to have first, we want to keep our integrity as of drug testing and also polygraph testing, which is new to a lot of people. A lot of people don't know what it is. So uh, for your audience, polygraph testing is basically a lie detector test. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very serious procedure. Right. Banya serious, right. for real. Um, we would put up some photos in our Instagram if you would like to look up or Google it. Uh, the usual one is for criminals. Mm -hmm. And the... The full version is two hours. So for our competitors, we are doing 20 to 30 minutes only on drug use. Right. So not everyone have the same set of questions. If your experience is slightly different, then we, the officer is going to ask slightly different question. Right. The officer is uh, American Polygraph Association affiliated. Okay. They're verified. They have to renew their license every one or two years professional so only when every competitor has to go through that test only when you pass mm. you're able to step on our stage oh wow if you fail uh -huh. you'll be banned oh wow okay and the ban is for 10 years <laughs> so a lot of people are, are making claims when we when we first announced they're like i'm gonna i'm gonna compete i'm natural right. but then for some reason they didn't come they, they didn't sign up right maybe for some other reason maybe yeah. for it's because of the polygraph. Right. So we're doing polygraph for everyone and we're only uh, urine testing the winners. Okay. Or top two or top three. Mm. We're still deciding on that. Mm. And, but the, the bare minimum is that whoever turned pro have the pro status, mm. he will be urine tested. Okay. And with WMBF, why is it different? Um, so in other countries, there are a lot more natural federations right uh one makes it different is that we do polygraph second thing is we do off-season random testing oh okay so i think i find it quite interesting right, right? right so 
if you, especially if you are pro mm. or you have our membership as an amateur, mm. we, it's in the terms and condition. You have to agree that we will come to you and take your urine samples. And if you fail to cooperate after two or three trials, we try to contact you or you don't reply at all, we will take away your pro status mm. or we will take away your membership. And you have to agree to do that testing. It's random. We don't, we won't say it's two, every two months, every four months, we won't say. Mm. And sometimes if you show up to our event as a pro, we will grab you to the toilet. Right. And they, they actually practice in um, powerlifting here in Malaysia. Okay. So I competed recently for in March. Mm. Then we have to do this exam. We have to read everything. And they did mention that part. They can randomly mm. or any of your friend could just tell them he might be using, they can just randomly do the urine test mm. and you have 24 hours to report. Yes. If you do not report, they know they're still going to find you and they're going to do the check. Mm. So it's interesting because my personal experience um, back in 2011 when I won my IMBA, mm -hmm. I, they did urine test to me. Okay. So as I stepped down, mm. a dude from Asada, A-S-A-D-A, okay. Asada, approach me and say, hi, I'm from Asada. I need to do a urine test. He followed me everywhere I go. Yeah. I went to take photo. I went to the washroom. He followed everywhere. Then mm. he say, okay, sign on this document. We give you two specimen, pee in this cup. Yes. I did that. And he was looking at my balls and my penis, like, like literally, <laughs> you cannot hide it. I was like, what the hell? Oh, so this is how urine test being done. So yeah, and as a natural athlete, everything goes well. So that was my experience. But now having polygraph, mm. I'm trying to digest. I've seen movies. Yeah. It's exactly like in the movie. Oh, wow. I did my polygraph test and also my partner, Edward. Mm. It's exactly like in the movies. You, uh, you'll, be, you'll be seated on a chair, uh, somewhat like this chair. And then you will have four readings. First is your breathing mm. on your chest. They won't take your heart rate, your heartbeat. They won't take it. Breathing your blood pressure, uh, two on your fingers, one for your sweat, okay. and the other one for your uh, blood density. So for these four, they will combine into their computer, their equipment, and then they will know if you are lying. And then it's not a yes or no result, like you're lying or not. It has a spectrum of scores. So if you have very low scores, mm -hmm. So let's say, um, so for people out there who still are skeptical about polygraph testing, if poly having polygraph itself is not enough to have people aware they will be caught, mm. if you somehow manage to pass the test, because the test is like 99% accurate, uh, out of 100 people, there will be one person mm. who can still pass the test, mm. but you pass doesn't mean you score well. Right. So if your score is particularly low, we will still take you to the urine testing. So we say random, but we still pick you up and okay. then test you. So don't risk it. If you really use some stuff, don't come to our show. Just go out the federation. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'd like to add on a little bit on the urine testing part. Okay. The reason why they do, we do that also. Okay. We follow you everywhere. Uh -huh. We have to look at UP. Mm -hmm. So male look at male, female look at female. Right. To make sure that... Uh, you don't swap out your urine sample. Mm -hmm. So some people, they somehow find a way, they will buy some tools that look like our genitals. Right. And then when they pee, they would squeeze that oh. 
You get what I mean? They can they get the urine from their friend, and then they squeeze out. Then they can they can lie to the test, right? They can cheat. So this is why they follow you around. I see. Yeah. Funny story, a quick one. Yeah. I, after winning my Victoria t- title in Aussie, mm-hmm. I competed in Melbourne title. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got second place for overall. Mm-hmm. And this dude, he's from Texas or from somewhere. Not Texas, uh, Tasmanian. Tasmania. Came down to Melbourne and compete. And he got caught. But he got caught with opium. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, so he's using hard drugs. Yeah, maybe he had he went for a rave party before that, mm-hmm. and he got caught using it. Mm. So, I think urine test is not just for drugs, yes. as in steroids, but they also check for hard drugs. Exactly, we do that also, and uh, you shouldn't have, you shouldn't take opium or any sort of uh, party drugs. Mm-hmm. 90 days before our competition right. but our recommendation is you don't take it throughout your prep so you can't take hard drugs <laughs> i mean to compete <laughs> to compete i don't recommend at all right, right, right. with wmbf don't take it throughout your prep because okay. that when you're using that consistently uh-huh. it has a sign that you're tr- you're using that mm. trying to cheat in your polygraph test because oh. it can soften your uh your readings i see yeah it's, okay that's not allowed. Not allowed, though. <laughs> okay, so um, who should participate in this the WMBF and what are the differences between other federations? I mean, other natural federations? Okay, I think uh, we touched on that already, um, mm. how we are different. We are doing polygraph testing. Mm. I don't think there's any uh, other natural federation that does that. Even though they do, they wouldn't do uh, such complete drug tests. So mm. for the urine testing, we are testing to the list of WADA. Okay. So the full list of WADA, if you look it up in their website, it's over 30 plus substances. Mm. So in some other natural federation, they only test for six stimulants okay. or maybe seven. Okay. So if you pass that, you're natural. Mm-hmm. For them, you're natural. But if you pass that and you've come to our show and you fail, you shouldn't complain at all because we test for 30 plus substances, oh, cool. including those that you mentioned, the party drugs. Okay. and and then we do uh, polygraph testing. And also, there's no excuse to skip a urine test. So if you win in our show, you got a gold medal, or you turn pro. You turn pro, you have to take it. And also, we do random off-season testing. It's everywhere. If you look at... Uh, my partner went with me to Dubai mm-hmm. in August. He got selected for random drug tests. Okay. We are waiting for the results to come back. So... With our testing, we send it to the lab in the US. So it's not cheap. I don't think uh, everyone would, would do it because it's very expensive. And to do to do it on multiple athletes is compounding is even more expensive. Right, right. So we do that and also when we don't skip at all. So we, I've heard uh, from my friend's previous previous experience, he competed in another natural federation. He won mm. uh, a world title and he wasn't tested. Oh, he wasn't, not just once, right, with the same organization, but uh, he wasn't tested, which is why he he and I now, we have we both had strong faith in WNBF okay. because of the integrity okay. to natural, natural athletes. So going back to your question, who should compete in WNBF okay. is that if you're like, you're all about health, you 
you train to be strong, mm-hmm. you train to look good. I think most of us start training because we want to look good. Agree. Coming from a background that maybe you got bullied in school, you want to look good, you want to be strong, you want to stand for yourself, and you don't care about any fame, mm-hmm. any, any profit, you don't use that to earn money or whatever. You never touch on any sort of drugs. You never look for shortcuts to get to your results. You should compete in WNBF because we we did the very best to make sure everyone on stage is natural. And if they're not, their name will be announced. Right. Their their placings will be stashed away, and then we would we would publish publicize it so everyone knows. My view, my point of view, mm-hmm. who should participate? Anyone that dislike competing with people that enhance, because I'm very certain there's so many people out there. He could win because he used steroid. I think he's winning. He's transforming because he's using steroid or cheating. I think. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to see whether there's a cheater or not, you could ask your friend or whoever wants to participate in natural competition in WMBF. Because they put so much effort and invest into the sports, so there's no cheater. Exactly. Unless you want to humiliate yourself, then by all means. Exactly. I also uh, thought of competing in some of the shows a uh, long time ago, mm-hmm. but I didn't do it because I want a fair game. Yeah. I don't want to. If participating, mm-hmm. knowing that I will lose, mm-hmm. it's not fun anymore. Yeah. You you know the results already. You won't win. Very true. Right. Mm. Um. A quick story, yeah. So I have numbers of clients who are natural. So one of these dude, he competed early this year for IVB Federation or is it I, whatever federation that is not tested, okay? So he told me, first question was like, why do you choose me to help you? Because he said like, you have helped many people win competition and I want you to help me to win. And I give him a very realistic answer. Bro, you're competing in non-tested competition and there's price money exactly people yeah. will enhance to the max yes so what happened he went up to the stage he just go down why because he's so natural like you it's so obvious natural and not natural people unless you're gifted exactly. right so for those who do not want to be disappointed competing in enhanced competition whereby you're natural just you know commit yourself or set a goal to compete in a natural competition like WNBA. I think uh, adding on to your point, um, I'm not talking to, I'm not talking about your athlete in particular, but then for people like uh, who were natural, they competed in non-tested organizations, they're going to go down two routes. They're going to quit competing mm. or they're going to start using drugs. True. And that's not what we want to see when we started going to the gym. Go back, going back to your, your motivation going to the gym was you want to be healthy you want to look good but do you want to look good at any cost right of your health of you know we know the side effects of uh peds right. you can google there's a lot of information out there youtube tiktok wherever so having wmbf in malaysia part of our vision is that providing an option right. for people right. who want a fair game and they don't want to mm-hmm. touch any drugs that Definition of fair game means uh, it's not people that use steroid is a cheater. It's just that when they use steroid and compete in a natural show are cheaters. Exactly. So now people have choice. Like in Melbourne, 
you can compete in a tested and non-tested. So they have your own choice. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome, bro. Really awesome. Yeah. Now, give us three best advice you could uh, share regards to transforming a body and competing as a natural athlete. For those who ever wants to compete naturally, three best advice. Okay. I have a few. The first one is you need to be, you need to um, have a flexible plan, I would say. Because everyone who started going to the gym or started anything out of your comfort zone, maybe I want to start reading a book, I want to start doing this, I want to start doing that, I want to learn this, learn that. Same thing goes to the gym. If you don't have a flexible plan and also a small goals towards that goal, big goal of yours, you're going to get fed up and going, going back to that situation, you're going to quit or you're going to start looking for shortcuts. You need to have a flexible plan. So allow emergency uh, unexpected things to happen and you can still um, adjust your training, your diet according to the situation that you are, are dealing with and also, and, but still making steps towards your goal. So set small steps goal towards that big goal and have a flexible plan. And uh, the second one, I would say that it's, you need to be, okay, the, these advice I'm giving is at the basis of you should train properly, mm -hmm. you should eat properly according uh, to get to your goal already. So have a flexible plan and also be very consistent. Be very consistent. So because in natural bodybuilding, nothing comes quick. Even very if true. Uh, you touch on like some people who are very gifted, yeah. even if you are gifted, if you don't do anything, you're nothing. Very true. Right? Yeah. Um, I think you should be uh, familiar with a study having four groups of people. They okay. do only exercise, mm -hmm. group A. Group B, exercise with PDs. Right. And then um, ex uh, PDs only. And the group C and then group D is doing nothing at all. Because if, if you... The reason why we say if you using drugs is somewhat a shortcut is because that group of people, group C, mm -hmm. they only take PED and no exercise. Mm -hmm. They still grow more muscle over three months than the group that only exercise and don't take drugs. Mm -hmm. So that is a shortcut with at the cost of your health. Mm -hmm. If you do it for a long term, there's a lot of news saying that uh, bodybuilders died at age of 30 plus, 40 right. plus. Right. So be consistent, be patient with knowing that what you're trying to achieve is not going to come fast, have right expectation of outcomes. Mm -hmm. And then the last one, I would say that having a good guidance, because if, because right now there are a lot of informations out there. Everyone can share anything on social media, or TikTok. Yeah. So if you are following some old school bodybuilding split, chest day, um, back day, arms day. Right. I wouldn't say that that's the most effective. I don't do that sort of training anymore. Mm. I did that, I think six, five, six, seven years ago. Now I'm doing a more holistic approach to training. I, I, I believe- Define, please define. Yeah, I believe you do also. So what I do is I have a full body day. Right. Full body doesn't mean that you do one exercise for each body part mm. in that day. That would come up to like 10 exercises, right? right? So uh, my split is basically a full body, Sometimes I have a lower body. Sometimes I have only upper body. And the split shouldn't be 
dictating your training. Um, the split should complement towards your recovery and also your frequency of training. So if you have full body upper and push in one week, you're basically training your chest or shoulders three times a week mm -hmm. instead of chest day once a week, mm -hmm. shoulder day once a week. So having better frequency, have more growth. So um, just to share a few points, which is why I said um, having a proper guidance, a coach, a good friend of yours that is experienced, that is qualified, it's very important so that you don't waste time because time is very important. As natural athletes, if you waste two years doing something that we know won't work, you wasted two years. So yeah, that's that's what I would say. So I would actually, uh, I would like to preach. Yeah. If someone out there, if you're trying to stay natural, go for a coach that perhaps is also natural. natural yes. Or he knows what he's doing instead of just some big dudes. You see them big, but you should know that if they're using any substance to achieve that sort of physics, and if they're if those coaches are using drugs or PEDs, the methods that they give you for an app for a natural athlete, it's not going to apply to you. You won't be able to benefit from that same sort of training style. Mm -hmm. So. That's, yeah, that's okay. Me. I'm gonna add on on that part, yeah. With regards to um, hiring a coach, regardless qualified or not, who are enhanced. Um, I'm one of them that hire a coach that train enhanced athletes back in Australia. Okay. I had a coach back in Australia. So why I hired him is because I'm attracted to all his athletes oh this dude this big that big maybe he's the right person to train me and become like them because i wasn't aware about steroids i wasn't aware mm -hmm. i do know people take enough steroids but i thought or assumed that if you train with him it's a guarantee for him to tra transform you into a, a pro mm -hmm. or a massive dude so why not viewers listeners find someone do not speak so much about steroids and also spending too much money on supplement. They should share more towards how you should implement your lifestyle with proper nutrition and exercise, how you should manage your stress because you do know if those, those kind of people will, their approach are very holistic. You have to focus on nutrition, you have to focus on sleep. It's very boring topic. Exactly. But it's the fact. I do have friends that compete enhance and they will just tell you, don't worry, the most important, push as hard as you can until you fail. Next week, keep adding more weights. Yeah, yeah they enhance, of course they can do that. You cannot cope up. Natural people cannot cope up. So find a coach that practice what they preach and make sure that these are the people that only speaks, not only now, focuses more towards holistic approach. Exactly. That's my view, that's my view. So, okay. Thank you for sharing that tip. Three tips. No worries. And how do the viewer and listener, listener could find you? Okay. Um, personally, I my social media is at sim shreds. Sim, exactly like, like the sim card. Mm -hmm. Shreds is shredding. So S-I-M-S-H-R-E-D-S. Mm -hmm. That's my personal uh, social media handle for almost everything. Mm -hmm. And 
most importantly, uh, follow WNBF Malaysia at WNBF MY also on Instagram. We are very active on Instagram. We are trying to uh, keep up with our Facebook because I think most uh, users are still sticking to Instagram as of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why I said follow us is that instead of just organizing competition events, we also do uh, university talks nice. so that, um, like you said, youngsters, um, people who are still new to bodybuilding, mm-hmm. gym training, we we want to raise the awareness of uh, there is drugs out there. Mm-hmm. There will be people telling you that this is a supplement, right? Okay, but we know it's not supplement, right? Uh, it's illegal, but it's just that the 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 the, the law that our country or most countries have mm-hmm. is not too strict on how to um, taking actions towards it yet. Okay. It's not like heroin, right? Right. So heroin, you get it, it's it's serious, mm-hmm. but this is forbidden. But you know, it's gray area. Mm-hmm. So that uh, we want to raise awareness, we want to provide options for young athletes because. It, it, it's getting it's getting young nowadays um, drug use or drug abuse so we are go, uh, we went into UCSI university uh, okay. and we have another one planned and then after our show next year we're going to focus more uh, giving talks to university students nice. or perhaps in future we have more activities with university students okay so yeah okay oh, so more? for those for those who can maybe not to participate as in competing mm-hmm. to view to watch this show yep when and where will it be held okay uh, our first ever competition organized by WMBF is okay. called the first naturals right yeah it's, it's a good name nice. uh, yeah we know yeah the first natural will be held on the 27th and 28th of October okay. I'm not sure when this is going up but uh, it's 27th and 28th of October mm-hmm it is uh, located at PJPAC, Perf- uh, Petaling Jaya Performing Arts Center. Okay, I know where is it. Inside of One Utama Shopping Mall. Okay. So it's not open event, it's a private event, so you have to go to the shopping mall, mm-hmm. navigate yourself into the Performing Arts Center, PJPAC, and then uh, tickets are being sold at OneTix.com. Can so, I buy online? Yes, it's only sold online. Okay. So uh, we have two types of ticket, we have a standard and a VIP. Mm-hmm. The information, everything is in wmbfmy.com. Okay. Or just navigate to our Instagram. The link is in the bio. Right, awesome. Yes. Awesome. Welcome to come uh, watch the event. Right. Some, a side note, a lot of people think that natural bodybuilding isn't as fun mm-hmm. as um, the enhanced bodybuilding, but you should come see it for yourself. Right. It's, it's going to be crazy. Looking forward for that. Yeah. So guys, um, for those who are not ready to compete yet, but I just want to get the... Um, aura or the feeling why not go and check it out uh this coming october all right so again will you be there i'll, I'll drop by for sure for sure have a look i'll see you there i'll see you, I'll see you there. There. again uh sims thank you very much for your time thank, thank you for traveling all the way it's all right i'm from penang from actually. penang guys from penang yeah. so hopefully in future um looking forward to see sims competing compete when is when is that anytime soon um, maybe he's not going to tell us yet. I think next year. Next year. I think uh, next year. So in Malaysia or abroad? I can't compete in Malaysia because I'm oh, organizing okay. the event. Uh, technically I can, mm. but it's just going to, it's not going to look good. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to travel outside. Yeah. Make us proud. Make Malaysia proud. I'll try. I'll try. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Sims, again, thank you very much. Hopefully to see you again in the future. Thank you too. Take care. Peace out, guys.